0: Welcome to Hi Bob, the officially unofficial for all mankind podcast on Apple TV Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron, and today we're talking season three, episode six, titled "New Eden." Uh, Aaron, what do you think about this episode?
1: Uh, another pretty good episode of For All Mankind. Um, it's frustrating to see our <laughs> alternate universe twenty-five year ago compatriots uh, struggle with a lot of issues that. I don't know. I guess I would say I thought we're we're kind of moved on. Maybe they we're, we're bringing that back off the shelf to to relitigate in, in the culture. But um, I thought the Mars stuff is great. I love seeing life on Mars. Um, I really enjoy the intrigue and tension between the three different factions. Um, I like seeing Danielle settle into a role as commander. She's a very uh, Danielle seems like she's a, a real big, all right, people type of person. You know, she's got that shop teacher energy, like, all right, people, it's three o'clock, end of period, get the brooms, start sweeping up. You know, like it's, uh, come on, people, mm-hmm. let's go, people. All right, people, uh, that's that's her command style. Except there's another um, shop
0: teacher in the class. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Except there's <laughs> another douchier
1: shop teacher that's 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 ca- uh, cabbaging on all of her supplies and, mm-hmm. and half of her students and resources, and she just has to sit there and take it. Um, although maybe not. Um, yeah. I, I thought that there's some really good, like dejected Ed planting the Helios flag second on the on how like just you know that meme where they have jurassic park music to play over something majestic and then they show like the reality of something that's that's not as good and they play like the shitty recorder version like like, a, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a seven like it felt like that like the the star spangled banner of the of the u.s flag and then the soviet flag underneath it and then ed and you know are just playing their second place helios not even a real country flag i thought that was funny how what do you think of this episode
0: yeah i liked it um I, I don't know. I assume like the, the stuff about uh Will and Ellen and Larry, all that stuff is the relitigation that you're talking about, which I quite yes. liked. I mean I thought like uh-huh. yeah, it's an issue we haven't actually dealt with on the show. You know? We it's been brought up, um it's been hidden in the closet, so to say, so to speak, and we haven't actually addressed it head on. I found it you know, it, it is roughly tracking ish with where we came to uh in the real world with that stuff so i i don't know what they're gonna do that's like extra here um it seems like there's gonna be a whole plot revolving around like the, revealing that larry is gay and like helen having to deal with that and like is that gonna blow up her spot it's it has to it, it has to yeah um so I, I don't know i'm interested to see where that goes i i, I find that very emotionally affecting for everyone involved yeah. um yeah. And so I'm I'm in for that too when the show wants to go there. Uh but yeah, as far as like the science and, and uh planetary landing stuff, I thought it was great. Uh I Margo, how do you how do you feel about Margo in this episode cuz she is like I I don't know. I am very quickly turning on Margo. She's becoming one of my one of the characters I'm most angry at. Yeah. Like she's she's well, willing to a- do all the things that like Ellen's not willing to do with the funding of NASA, right? She's like bribing people with just peeling off a little bit of funding so that she can get her personal shit right. in order. And it's like, I don't know between that and what she did to Molly. I, I'm starting to turn on her and, you know, being turn a Russian spy, all that also.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I feel like I, I turned on her early in the season. And then last episode kind of turned me back just because, you know, she's landed on Mars and, and uh the you know anytime the russians uh out douche an american it's easy to sure. kind of like be sympathetic towards your fellow country man or woman but yeah um all this stuff that she's cloaking in a natural in a national interest that are really just her personal interests yeah. and the fact that she is wheeling and dealing with the nasa budget as she you know um it is it is an oligarchy um and it doesn't seem like it's going to survive this season uh, there's going to be so yeah, much immense right? pressures. Um, Ellen is going to like, if like, yeah, I can't even imagine you, you say like it's so one of my one of my theories are a lot of the social trends in this show. The ones that are accelerated is because it's something we're in direct competition with the USSR. The reason we mm-hmm. are comparatively further ahead in sexual uh, gender politics in this fictional 1995 is because the Russians were particularly egalitarian in that. Um, You know, recognizing women scientists, engineers, astronauts way before, you know, we did. Um, Russia is not especially pro LGBT even today, let Mm -hmm. alone back in the 80s and 90s. So they did not push us on that. Therefore, America is, you know, making hardly any progress uh, in that in that regard. Yeah. So like it makes sense that it is going about the same way. The only difference is like if yeah, imagine if Bill Clinton and and, and Hillary Clinton were like secretly the gay mm-hmm. and that came out in the mid 90s um, that and I, I wonder like will Roger Moore ever play with a scenario where America becomes more backwards because of a historical butterfly flap like will this actually set. You know, yeah, America hears, oh, my God, they've infiltrated us at the highest ranks. And it's like there's still some AIDS
0: hysteria in 95. Yeah, apparently. Uh, that's a yeah. good question. I, I don't know. We'll see what kind of toys he's playing with here. Because so far, it's only been like
1: he shows where we have advanced, yeah. like in terms of female empowerment, in terms of even, I think, uh, racial dynamics. Is that something that the USSR always all hit the United States on? But these other ones, I wonder if, like, there'll be a reactionary where, you know, when we catch up to the 2015s, 2020s, the American that future is decidedly less pro-LGBT. Not that America, by any stretch of <laughs> imagination, universally is pro But, like, right, right. we've come a long way oh, yeah. since I've been a kid anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I-, I wonder if he will have that kind of, uh, you-, you know, b- more
0: through the dark side of the mirror than just reflecting it back at us. Yeah, I mean, that would that would make a lot of sense right those butterfly flaps don't go in one direction they kind of flap all over the place um the only reason the only reason i guess he wouldn't is because
1: like i imagine it'd be pretty brutal as an like uh, a gay or lesbian or trans fan of for all mankind to watch Mm -hmm. the world become even more punitive and to have that to look forward to
0: but yeah that's uh and also if you're trying to create an aspirational show you wouldn't want to do that right like star trek wouldn't want to have an episode where picard was just like uh, yeah being gay actually is bad <laughs> that that would be kind of against the ethos of the show so yeah depends on yeah. what kind be, of show as that is a knee jerk reaction right. um, although
1: uh, they, Picard did have plenty of knee jerk reactions to things like I think that he uh, didn't want to grant personhood to the Borg which you know I can understand mm-hmm. with his experiences mm-hmm. but also he was a little a little fuddy duddy about data's the nature of data's personhood I thought maybe okay yeah but, but, yeah, that's usually in an analog. It's not like there's ever an episode where Picard's like, you know, in the 24th century, this gay thing still makes me uncomfortable. I'm just I just I just don't know. Right. I just don't know. Number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough when you're when you're. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure how it'll it'll come out in the wash. And if it is if it is some kind of knee jerk reactionary or anything, I'm sure more will eventually bring it around to how that eventually. I mean, I, that, that's. I I guess would be one of the things I would think is in the show's DNA that progress is inevitable. You can delay it, you can subvert it, could be, you can redirect it. But like you know the the what's that quote? The the moral
0: arc of the universe bends in a pretty consistently good direction. I suppose, yeah. And there's going to be a regression on some topics every once in a while. Sure, Like it happens. Um, so yeah, it's not a straight line. How's the Danny stuff? Not Danielle Poole. How's the Danny uh-huh. stuff hitting you? Uh, I kind of just wish they'd get to it already. Um, I, I mean, Danny losing his shit up there. And I'm I, I really, really annoyed that the hacker guy has not said anything. Because he clearly knows. He clearly knows that Danny was up to no good. And he said nothing. Danny's over there watching all his messages, uh, all of Ed's messages. Yeah. And I'm just like... God, somebody do something about this because this is a problem that is brewing. Ed knows it. Uh, hacker guy has to know it. That's the thing is Ed is cottoning on that there's a problem, but he
1: is seeing it all through the lens of Gordo, right, which right. is only at best
0: half the piece of the puzzle here. Yeah, like he's not man enough to do this mission or whatever. Um, right. But You're yeah, the, the right real stuff. issue is that he's also dealing uh, with being up there with the guy's wife he slept with. So Jeez, and and still wants to sleep with it's it's weird and gross um, it's a literal ed he puts the ed in the oedipus
1: complex <laughs> like he yeah there's a big guy uh, oh, he's my daddy but i hate him and i love my yeah there's a lot of I, and the thing is what's, it's what's like it's the becomes, reverse
0: oedipus complex where like you have uh somebody who you feel is your son but also isn't Danipus,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Danipus, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't. I don't. know if uh, if Shakespeare wrote anything like that. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I'm. Um, I'm kind of. I, the other thing is like the further we get away from like the Karen, like it, it, the more it becomes abstracted to just kind of like a space madness or tension or because mm-hmm. like I said, I even without the Karen stuff, I think they could have made uh, this into a solid like you're treating me like my dad. That's already an unreasonable expectation. Uh, my own person like it, it, I, I think there's all the stuff they they didn't need to drag <laughs> poor Karen into this. But
0: yeah, I don't know. They have. What are you going to do? And now you got pills involved. That's and stealing from the, the medicine locker. So I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's going bad fast, but I'm kind of like getting a little impatient with it also. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's definitely going to cause a disaster of some kind. Mm-hmm. It's the only question is. You know what, and is it going to affect materials? Is it going to affect nation states? Is it just going to affect <laughs> right. like people's lives? Like um, that, we don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, why don't we get into the recap? Let's do it. All right, we start off um, kind of where we left things last week with Sojourner. Uh, we find out it's pretty damaged from the landing. It wasn't. It wasn't that smooth of a landing. Um, it's. It's no longer sky worthy. Let's say Um, and the astronauts are moving what they can uh, over to the HAB site. They're going to they're going to come back for more later. But then Ed lands and he's second again and they each plant their respective flags on Mars.
1: Can I ask you if you've noticed their ridiculous spacesuits yet? Or did you spend another episode not noticing <laughs> how the could you Michelin not man notice? get ups
0: How the, the, did you not notice last episode? I, I, they didn't have the hero shot of Ed walking into the hab. Uh, you needed a Goodyear symbol on him yeah. to know that he looks like
1: a blue blimp.
0: <laughs> I, so I, I went back and I watched The Fifth Element. And I and so it was fresh in my mind when I saw the, the aliens in right. the fifth element that this right. suit is nothing but one of weird. those. Uh-huh. Right? The sarcophagus yeah, he fucking
1: the, dude. The hero shot of him coming in that hab and he's as yes. wide as he is tall is <laughs> comedy. Is such comedy. I'm surprised he fit through the airlock, frankly. <laughs> it was designed for NASA folk,
0: not Helios, yeah. I feel like I feel like, like, the, I feel like the the they're wearing the suits co- backwards. Like the armholes don't <sighs> work the way they should i i know physically it works out but like it feels wrong to me when i look at it it looks like they're trying to do more of a like a
1: rigid body almost diving bell type of approach which yeah. would solve a lot of issues we talked about the pressurized sure. gloves being a problem with fine digit manipulation and if you have these kind of hard articulated joints you might not have that problem mm-hmm. But oh man, it just does not look cool. <laughs> no, it doesn't. would be a liability if, if Mars-, Mars becomes a battlefield. It's a liability. Yeah, you're three dudes wide.
0: You were going to b- soak bullets, man. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> no, That's crazy. Any, any hit on Mars is a is a good hit. We we
1: talked last week about Sojourner and like looked like it was a hard landing. And man, there was like boulders mm. and ridges and everything. It's worse than that. If Sojourner landed like 20 feet backwards, it would have fully ruptured the hole. And I think everyone oh, dies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, they're lucky that they only took out the engines. Yeah. Um, this is like a shipwreck dashed on the rocks. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Their, yeah. their engines are almost peeled off on the back. Yeah, they're at a 45 degree angle. I don't mm-hmm. think that is is any longer space worthy. Um, so now we've got what I thought was going to happen three episodes ago, but it's going to happen, I guess, on the way re- back, which is one
0: big lifeboat returning the, to, to Earth. Um, yeah, I find this idea super interesting because you've got a commander of the lifeboat who is altruistic and willing to help out his fellow astronauts at all costs he's willing to take them home. You've got, but he's got a tenuous grasp on his own ship. If there is some update that happens uh, surreptitiously Mm. from Helios ground control, he might not have that option. And Dev is not the guy who's going to sit around and rescue people while there's money and prestige on the line. So Mm. there's a lot of leverage here that Helios now has. And I wonder if Dev is going to press that at all.
1: Yeah, I would think that you could charge. Certainly, you could present NASA a bill for like rescuing their people, <laughs> and sure. that bill could be astronomically high, and they kind of have to force to pay. the forced to pay it, and and they know uh, NASA has all this extra money, right? So, right, yeah, yeah, they can afford it. Um, I really, I really like the vague. Um, like country western theme they're going for the cowboy music throughout the episode even the hmm. atmospheric kind of like uh, composed for the show music it's very blue gra- grass and twangy and you know being out on the range kind of feeling hmm. uh yeah because it does feel like much more of a wild west than i i wonder why that is why does it feel like more like a wild west town than, than uh jamestown ever did is it because it's truly like the Russians and Americans and the pra- living on top of each other?
0: It could be. Uh, I, I honestly think like the coloration of the planet has something to do with that. It, it, does it feels look much more like a, a desert or a, you know, a rugged. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It looks New Mexican. It looks New Mexico. It does. It does. Like that could easily be filmed into Hodgley. Hell,
1: it might have been. Yeah. You know, like the the, the red dust and the mesas and the, the
0: yeah, it's it's very Western uh-huh. for sure. Um, I, I find it interesting that, like you said, the, the landing with Ed is very like lackluster, right? He He's sad Ed putting up a sad flag. In his sad landing it really site, is. and I in his sad fucking spacesuit, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it's it, so. I mean, that is the contrast here, right? Like they, NASA got there first. NASA got there better equipped first, but that's going to change, I think, as Helios brings down the their idea, mobile tabs, um, yeah. They're going to have the better support. They have potentially more supplies because they have a much larger ship. They have more people. They have a lot more, uh, potentially a lot more resources at their command. Um, I wonder if that's going to be a tension later. Like, yeah, we're helping out NASA now, but, you know, as they become more established, they might not feel like they need to. Yeah, it reminds me
1: of, like, sometimes being first in the market, it might be good for the history books, but mm-hmm. it's rarely good long-term economics. Sure. You know, and NASA getting there first, but they have no water. They're struggling to scrub their CO2. They've got meager supplies. It does feel like the, you know, that this is like Karen was saying, this is still very much a race. Mm-hmm. You know, the exciting history book part is over, but who is actually going to get a first successful colony? Who's going to get something that economically makes
0: sense? Yeah. Yeah. And we get the the news covering the landings and they're talking about that, too, how it's now a race to find water. Um, And we see that Danielle's crew is rationing water. They're down to a half gallon per day. They haven't found any yet. Uh, And they're having all kinds of trouble. And if you don't know,
1: as a a backpacker, a half gallon a day is something else, especially since that's like, that's not just your personal use, your hydration, even like, you know, wash. It's like literally everything. And hydrating food takes up so much goddamn water. Hmm. Like, it's it's th- this is not good. In fact, I don't think you could sustain it for very long without your astronauts starting to to waste away. Um, I wonder if they're going to get like Mark Watney on this where like the NASA people will be like losing weight and black circles oh, on their gotcha. eyes.
0: And I thought you were yeah. saying like, oh, they're going to break down their fuel for uh, CO2 and uh, or for, for hydrogen and oxygen and make their own water. I thought there's a little bit of a false dilemma
1: here in the news reporting because they're talking about um, Helos is just now starting to make the return fuel. That was, you know, the NASA was all about the pre-supply. The Robert Zubrin case from Mars, where you send automated laboratories that go ahead and start making your oxygen. And I don't mm-hmm. know why NASA doesn't have a ready supply of water there. I guess it was only designed for four people uh, or six and that's an eight. But the one that I really had a question is if NASA has enough methane for their return trip, why the hell can Helos have it? Like there's this thing is like, "Oh, Helos has to start making the fuel. Well, NASA has a lake of fuel and it's methane, they're both methane engines. I'm not really sure
0: what the problem would be there." I felt like a fault, a bit of a false dilemma. Um yeah, no, I'm with you. They they do have Are there are there fuel systems compatible? Is that because I, I mean, know they it's were like, with the So Russians. methane's methane, but you might sure, be like, sure. if,
1: if if they have like the hoses aren't compatible. But my God, with oh, two yeah. years, you'd think you could fabricate. I've seen Apollo thirteen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. they, they'd <laughs> be able tape. to do something. Yeah, a couple of a couple of air scrubber filters. Yeah, save all your bendy
0: straws from your high seas and mm-hmm. your tangs. We're gonna be using those. Uh <laughs> You know what I'm surprised what? about is that the news wasn't replaying this footage over and over of Danielle and the Russian cosmonaut getting mm. on to the surface if frame by frame and analyzing right. who actually touched Martian soil first. Like, that's what would happen nowadays. They would be this pissing contest, like frame by frame. You're right. You know, uh, fucking who's who's the other Z? This is a pruder style, right? Like, mm-hmm Oh, but Daniel's uh, Daniel's arm goes back into the left here and she actually touches ground behind the the Soviet. Yeah. yeah, it's like an instant replay in football, except for the stakes are the history books. So, right. yeah, rewind right. that.
1: How many angles we got? Um, I got a kick out of the Democratic or the Democrat uh, Bill O'Reilly, um, like crowing and taking credit like, oh, we did this and we were, you know, he was, all, he's, he was anti-NASA until they got a win, and now he's going to be super pro-NASA, and yeah. if they had cratered in, you'd know he'd also be decrying the expense and how stupid it was and all. It's like, yeah, it's it's interesting to see that's part of the through the looking glass, and I'm curious to see how Moore develops that. Uh, it seems like his thesis is Anyone would be, de- you know, everyone's desperate to hold on to the levers of power and it doesn't matter which party is, would, would, would be in power. It's, just, it's you know, I, I, I'm curious to see how that develops and what people's appetite is for that kind of storyline.
0: Sure. Um, the, the tensions are definitely a little high there um, in the NASA camp. And then we go over to the Helios space where Ed sends a message to Karen about why he didn't land, which Danny intercepts. And thinking about later causes him to make a mistake with the drill, which puts a hole in his suit and his hand. And he has to he's supposed to go up to orbit due to protocol here. And Ed starts questioning about the accident and gets just a bunch of attitude from him. I I will say I wondered when he put his hand there, I don't think he disabled the
1: drill motor. And I thought for a split second that that was going to take a core sample of his hand. (laughs) Is this Chekhov's core sample? Because the fact that I'm almost certain that he did not disable and do things safely, he did oh, it, yeah. and the fact that he's going to be high as a kite for a few, do you think this is going to happen again, only it's going to be a lot,
0: lot worse? Probably. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of mistakes he can make in space, and true, Danny is not in his right mind at the moment. Do you think it's insane to give an astronaut Tylenol codeine for a hand cut? Um... No, because I think astronauts usually have quite a bit of discipline. And I don't think that they are going to go overboard with the codeine.
1: (laughs) But it's like like, uh, you got a headache. Here's some morphine. You know, like, yeah. Given an opiate for essentially, uh, you know, I don't know. Because I don't know. They didn't really show the hand. Maybe it's cut really bad. But even Hmm. like, yeah, it just seems insane to. But I guess. I remember when the opiates for like the, you know, the oxycodines and stuff like that first came out, mm-hmm. like they were hailed as like, well, no one will ever have to feel pain again. We have so so much great pain management techniques and ah. and it's like, oh shit, it's it's actually an opiate and it's highly addictive too. Yeah. Um, maybe it reflects the idea
0: that like, oh yeah, well, you, why should you feel any pain? Here you go, here's some codeine. Sure. But uh, and if he's off duty, I, I guess it's not it's not as bad as if they need him at the console, but they might need him at the console that's at the any thing. moment, you know. Yeah, like, like that would take you off active duty
1: and back to the Phoenix um, more so than the wound itself. But um, yeah, yeah. as we'll see as a pattern, uh, Ed's going to make a special exemption for a special boy. Mm-hmm. And it's going to do the exact opposite of what he wants it to do.
0: Yeah, this uh, this message that he intercepts is pretty brutal. Whether you're Danny or Karen. Uh, I don't Because for Karen, she's like hearing that he made you know, this exception for a kid that he views as his son, when in fact he's, you know, betrayed him pretty significantly. And then for Danny, it's like, boy, I've, I've betrayed this man and he views me as a son, right? It's like bad all around. Uh, Shame. Shame is the worst, man. It really makes you do a bunch of shitty things. We need the, we need the hacker guy to step up. Come on, man, you know, something's up. Tell Ed, I wanted to point out.
1: um, Did you notice that the Martian hab modules are clones of the, the the Jamestown hab modules? Huh. And I thought like, well, that's kind of chintzy, but they established it because they're moving up everything two years that they were essentially stealing an expansion from Jonestown to do this. Nice. So it saves a shit ton of budget Mm -hmm. because these are just slightly redressed uh, Jamestown sites and it makes sense within the historical fiction of this universe. So yeah, nice job,
0: guys. Nice job. You got Habs at work. Why wouldn't you use them? Yeah. I don't know. I'm all for it. All right, Margot tries to talk Nelson, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, forget his last name; we'll get it later. Uh, into bringing Sergey to the U.S. and in exchange, she offers him some NASA funds for military use. The F twenty two project. She's gonna. She's gonna fund. Yeah. Um, I. This is where
1: I would start to turn on Margot. Oh, doing a black ops on Russian soil. Like, this is some real Tom Clancy shit, and it's high risk. Oh, yeah. Um, if that gets out, like, you have a instant diplomatic uh, crisis on your hand, worldwide security crisis, and
0: oof, oof, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah It's <laughs> I don't know. It's tough because, like, the Russians attacked Americans in their moon base. So, like, there's, you know... A little turnabout is fair play here, stuff. But as a response of taking one of their guys
1: prisoner, eh, essentially, yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we, we, up. we, we shot, shot first, but burnt one of their dudes alive, critically wounded the there other. There was an took escalation here
0: that uh, yeah. was maybe not warranted, but all right, uh, right, yeah, it's uh,
1: it, it's it's tough to say, but um, yeah, Margo, Margo, taken, continued to
0: uh, do the old face heel turn. Uh, yeah, it'd be one thing if she was actually. Working on a goal that I felt was worthy, but like, and I I feel bad for Sergei, right? I don't want him to be tortured in a uh, KGB prison, but at the same time, this is all personal and it's getting in the way of her doing her actual job. Yes, they they made their bed. They knew the whole
1: time what they're doing was wrong and morally compromised. Mm -hmm. And if it's the fate of the world
0: versus Margot and Sergey, I'm taking the fate of the world. Sorry. Uh, You think Ellen and Margo are going to butt heads a little bit over this funding stuff because Ellen was very anti giving away NASA funding last. Well, but like if I guess against NASA's will. Yeah, I don't.
1: There's so much obvious friction that could happen. Like if Margo gets outed as a spy, if Mm -hmm. Ellen gets outed as a lesbian, like it seems like both of these seemingly very powerful people, uh, their feet are made of clay and they have some
0: some weaknesses there and i think it's pretty telling you know what margo was saying about ellen last episode right like she's not one of us anymore um she's like mad with power or you know whatever she has she's completely forgotten all the shoulders of
1: giants that she stood upon all the breaks that she got and she's thinking everything is uniquely her vision and she's become this yeah she's become a queen of this fiefdom and it's uh I mean, it's not do- democratic, to say the the least. Oh, but, no.
0: Um, yeah. And right, then we watch Aleda looking at the Russians in mission control uh, with trepidation. Just a quick shot there. And well, then- do, you,
1: do you think they're... Because, they're, like, Aleda was always coded in the early seasons as troubled, uh, particularly kind of like paranoid delusion type of thing. Mm-hmm they're not playing this at all because like, yeah, these Russians are doing shady shit. They're whispering, they're writing in Cyrillic, they're passing notes uh, behind the teachers. But like, um, I, you know, it's like, are you paranoid if they're really out to get you? But I wonder if there's going to be, if if that's going to interface with this to make it a lot worse. Cause it seems like she's very impulsive. Like she Mm -hmm. didn't wait for permission to tell Danielle about this. She just went off and did it. Yeah. And Margo didn't try to stop her. I don't know. Maybe that's her ultimate authority, but, um, I, I, I wonder if Alayda's paranoia is going to mix with this actual paranoid situation somewhat volatile
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, then Karen visits Dev in the middle of a very heated meeting, um, or I guess, I, I, I don't know. He's arguing with his investors or his board or somebody. Um, she tells him that the Russian space program wants a meeting with Helios. And that she's willing to come back as long as she can be the COO and have an office. She's looking for a she's, more traditional corporate structure here. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: I mean, as we found out last episode, Helos is very traditional. Like, uh, like she said, the the lack of titles just serves to keep you in, you know, perpetual charge of everything. Uh huh. Um. I wonder, but COO is certainly subordinate to the CEO, so Dev will still be the boss of Karen. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they were t- trying to set her up to be analogous to like Margot, maybe, but I don't think so. So I'm not exactly sure what she. It, it might be just like it's a win that she's changing the culture, just reflect reality, and like you know Helios won't be that special, quote unquote, after you know she colonizes
0: them. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see not sure where they're going with that um i was a little surprised to see karen going back to helios at all given what she said about you know enjoying building something from the ground up i feel like dev has already built this thing now i know there's a lot of building to do on mars and i think that's what she ultimately wants to be part of is what she's yeah yeah um and i guess yeah that's that's the path to it because you're not going to just go over to NASA and make them an offer to work with them. Right, right. So that could work out. Um, then we get some interviews with the NASA crew. And during these interviews, Will decides to reveal that he's gay to to the world. Everyone. Uh, and you can kind of see it like in these um, shots where he's out looking at the horizon on Mars. He's having some kind of existential transformation, right? um and he's just like he's looking at this new world and just thinking is he thinking like this is our blank slate this is our opportunity here to make I think this place so. better there's definitely like the last
1: time there was a new world discovered and people came over they were fleeing religious persecution um because it turns out they're religious nut jobs and <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. everybody in england and europe is like you need to you need to put a we're trying to go through an enlightenment here people you need to put a pause on all this shit uh and this is kind of like the reverse, you know, like this kind of new Eden, a new tree of knowledge. Uh, We're going to relitigate what we think society is all about. I, it seems natural to have those kind of thoughts Mm -hmm. when you see this pristine world untouched by humans, like how could we do things better? Um, And it's, yeah, it's such an interesting way to, for the show to talk about like intersectionality. Like they, there's like, you know, that conversation with Danielle and will, is like a textbook example of that which we'll talk about here in a minute but mm-hmm. yeah I thought I thought that, that's what I was thinking because like uh, when I was watching with Jack and, and Cecily and they're like oh my god is he ha- getting space madness I'm like <laughs> I didn't know what it was my like, no I think there's something else brewing here it feels more like hope than but yeah. then by the end of the episode uh, that that might have changed a bit
0: yeah yeah it's still up in the air uh, but we'll see how that how that comes back down um There is fallout, though, on Earth. Um, Ellen is trying to deal with it. And her both her vice president and the chairman of joint chiefs uh, say that it's a political disaster. Um, And personally, obviously, this is a very difficult position for Ellen. Yeah,
1: politically, it seems that the Democrats she needs to hold together to pass this jobs bill are going to be split by this uh this this uh gay bombshell being thrown by will and the vp that we spotted as very conservative is mm-hmm. all up in arms about this um yeah he views it as a moral issue yeah and an electoral one that there's no way that republicans if they are allowed to be paid through this brush that they can have electoral success in the future so <laughs>
0: hmm interesting um yeah, here's one, of the, one thing that they're, they're talking, you know, about this and that that guy, the VP says, like, we can't have this, you know, people, children look up to astronauts. And I'm just like, yeah, and that's exactly why it needs to happen, because your backwards ass ideas uh, are not being challenged by the people that children look up to. And therefore, the, the mind change that needs to happen is, is not happening. Well, I think
1: that's the thing is like when I look at this culture wars, it's not that conservatives don't think that like uh, representation works They're They know it does, Mm -hmm. which is why they are dead set against it, because like if, you know, uh, any type of other. If you hang around with them enough, you realize, oh, we actually have much more in common than we have the few things that might divide us or might be different about us. And, and their differences uh, become less scary, too, right? Because they're less yeah, foreign. It gets normalized, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of concern on both both sides of the political aisle about things being normalized. Good, you know, good and bad. Sure. You know, I think I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously, I don't want some things to be normalized. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, every time there's election, you don't like fucking trying to, to overthrow the government for uh, <laughs> right? some things like, you know, getting getting more uh, queer youth uh, out in the, you know, uh, out in the media, eye, taking uh, taking uh, uh, participating in politics, all that stuff, that kind of representation. I'm all for so mm-hmm. that's that's why they call it a culture war <laughs> both sides fighting over the same kind of intellectual, philosophical
0: battlefield. Sure. Uh, It's Bradford. That's the Joint Chief of Staff's uh, chairman's name. And you'll recall that he
1: has been he was the NASA Mm -hmm. liaison. And as the NASA star continues to rise, he's rose along because if he's the on the chairman, he is like other than the president of the United States, uh, you know, he he and and his his fellow generals and admirals are the U.S. military. Mm -hmm. Um, He's extremely, extremely important.
0: Yeah, there's only one person in Washington without a boss, and he's only got one boss, that person. Yep. Over at Happy Valley Base, which is where NASA is, uh, Will tells Danielle why he came out while on the mission, and despite understanding, she's still pissed off that he didn't consider how it would impact their mission. Uh, this, this is a pretty good conversation. I like this. Um I think, like, obviously, Will has the right of it here. And Danielle mm-hmm. is being a little bit less understanding than I would like her to be. Um, but also, she's not experiencing the same things in this moment that Will is. So
1: so I, I talk about this word intersectionality, which is this theory about how privileges and... Um, uh, what's the opposite of privileges I forget uh, disadvantages I don't know disadvantages whether that, that's maybe pleasant or bad but, but things outside the minorities purview um, uh, outgroup signifiers whatever uh, the way it's not like okay you're just a calculus of well if you're black you're this and you're gay you're this and if you're black and gay but it's definitely like Danielle thinks that she can understand will through the lens of in fact she thinks that she might even be like, like being gay is better because it's like a cloaking device you can you can turn it on and off at will you know yeah
0: she, and, and I, like I, like th- there's so much in Will's response to that right um, right it, it, and and he doesn't say it but like if you think about it for a second it, she's asking him she she's saying like you can hide who you are you can hide which is a it, psychological hell of its own right? making too right and, and I I don't know if she understands that I, I don't know right. Well, that's the thing. It's
1: like it's it is a disadvantage in America to be a black man. Mm -hmm. It seems to be a disadvantage to be a gay man, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a completely different type of experience you get as being a black gay man. Sure. And then it's also entirely different to be like what it's like to be a, a black gay woman. Uh, or to be a disabled uh, gay white person, you know, like those mm-hmm. types of things intersect in strange ways. And that's where uh, I think a lot of people who um, are new to kind of that intersectionality are gonna be like Danielle and think that like, oh, I can always generalize to, and you see this is white people too, like when you try to bring up privilege and they all talk about their disadvantages. Well, I grew up this way, I grew up. Well, that's not the point. Sure. The point is, you know, what are your probabilities in a society of being able to move without uh, and, and, and make this decisions and actions without anything, you know, constraining your freedom to do so, you know, the less of those uh, disadvantages or outgroup signifiers you have, the more free, you're going to be able to do whatever the hell you want. The more those things intersect to in your life, the more you're going to be put under a microscope. You're going to be held back. You're going to be told that you can't do this. You can't do that. Um, and yeah, it's why it's so deeply, frustrating because they can agree about things about what it's like to be black in america but yeah. th- he doesn't know what the struggle of to be a woman and to, to go through a, a very male oriented thing like nasa mm-hmm. and buck all those trends and she has no idea what it's like to be gay yeah and that's the the frustration you can see that they're they, they, they have all this common stuff but they don't know how they don't know how to talk about it, they don't know how to use it and the idea that like you know she's like she also says well this is NASA if you have a problem you run up the chain of command being gay hey <laughs> <laughs> is that a problem <laughs> they, B. they would run that up the chain of command You're, and he would right. have gotten summarily you know like he would have made discharged. it to NASA yeah. yeah 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 so I thought this stuff this 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 and the conversation with Larry and Ellen later on about how they back they they they, they, they back it what is it reverse engineer don't ask don't tell Uh in this universe i thought these things are really interesting and and uh important for people to understand about how um, uh, politics and culture in america works sure yeah it's and
0: it's pretty nuanced look at it too yeah i agree uh so the russian lenara the head of their program visits helios with information on a large water reserve on mars and they want to pay helios to fly them there and extract it Uh, Karen says they want 50% of the water extracted as their fee and it seems like they'll go for it I don't actually agree it's good
1: to to be in the rooms because like you know if you're an Uber driver and you're driving someone across town to make a billion dollar deal you don't get to like well now that I know that but like this is a unique situation where Helios can really put it to the Russians Mm -hmm. do you think they'd get it for 50-50 I feel like I wish I saw the actual negotiated deal, but the Russians. I that's the thing. They act like they they are beholden to no one, but in reality, on this arena Mars, they're literally beholden to everyone because they can't do
0: shit. Oh yeah, I mean they 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 were not prepared for this mission. They don't even have a yeah. drive that can really get them to Mars. They had to steal that. Um, yeah, they're they're playing second fiddle to everyone here. It's funny because I kept on thinking
1: back to other times, you know, um, you know, I I read these fictional accounts of like, you know, the age of Sail back in Napoleon times. And, you know, what would happen when you've got a ship that gets captured by a hostile nation, you know, and like, uh, how do you treat the prisoners of war? How do you treat the officers and their men? And it seems like there was uh, kind of this unspoken thing of like, well, if we got you captured while we're at sea, You know, we'll kind of like respect each other and we'll work together because the alternative is we confine you all to quarters. And like, I feel like the Russian is like doing this whole kind of like, well, you can't boss my men around and which is all well enough and good. But the flip side of that is you're supposed to show some deference to the Mm -hmm. actual commanding officer that didn't kick your ass and take your fucking boat. Because, again, like, I think Danielle's perfectly in her right to just confine these guys to their quarters for the rest of their mission. <laughs> just keep them locked in an unused airlock and feed them through a slot. And sure. there you go. So it's like, that's the thing that's bothering me is, like, I feel like the Russian is taking all of the advantages of the situation that he's in and being a complete denial of the disadvantages. And here in Helos boardroom, that is rectified somewhat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I want—I want to ask you here in a few scenes why you think that is, because I have an idea, but I'm mm. not certain. They're—they're uh, they're okay. playing a little coy with that. Um, so Danielle hears something about the joint mission of the Russians and Helios, and she goes to the Russian uh, commander, but he won't give her any details. Uh, He's very dismissive and rude. This guy, very. Very. And that's going to be more interesting later. Uh, Then we go over to Kelly, who calls Ed and tells him about all the technical problems they're having. And Ed's worried. He tells her he's going to be seeing her pretty soon um, because of this joint Russian mission. But he can't tell her about the details of it. Uh, I was I I was wondering at this point when Kelly's talking about all these problems, you know, the CO2 scrubbers and we can't find water and and seeing the attitude of the russian cosmonauts if they might be sabotaging the nasa habs in some way interesting i didn't get that but it would be it would be risky wow. on their part because they're living yeah, in those habs currently right, but but right. if they know that this helios deal is potentially on the table maybe yeah, that they've got, they've got, uh, they got their hand
1: securely on another branch. They can afford to start sawing this other branch to fuck over the Americans. Yeah, it yeah. makes a lot
0: of sense. Could be in a real politic kind of way. Yep, um, and and I also hate to see this tribalism coming between family members here. You know, family is certainly a tribe too, but the fact that Ed wants to tell Kelly all this stuff, but he can't tell her because. He's beholden to some corporate overlord. Really sucks. I thought I
1: actually thought all this shit was overplayed. This is a military family that... Mm-hmm. I mean, did did Ed get pissed that Kelly kept the Yo-Ho-Ho pirate sale thing to herself? Because that was a national security... Like, what is the deal? Both of you people were in the Navy. You know what operational security is all about. Uh-huh. And need to know and all that kind of stuff. I thought Kelly, like, putting a screw... Yeah, like, I thought that was all like the the reaction to being told well look i can't talk about it i thought it was all overblown
0: you know i I agree Um, it's i think it's slightly different because it's a private corporation as opposed to hmm. a sovereign nation state but like uh yeah i don't know i don't know when you take it out of the context of military it's different it seems she's a little bit more
1: aspirational. That like she's like, well, we're oh, all yeah. in this together. We're in a survival situation. We're frontiering. We're homesteading. We, you know, maybe thinks that 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 the, the 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 complete lack of borders between them in this hab is more important than the very real borders back on Earth. Mm-hmm. But she would be wrong. I mean, th- th- yeah, she can think that and she could be idealistic, but she'd
0: be wrong about how that translates into their situation. Sure. I think her and Will need to get together and have a conversation because they could probably see eye to eye on some stuff.
1: I also wonder if Ron Moore regrets introducing Kelly last season because he secretly wants her to be like 23 years old. (laughs) He he wants her to be like 22 years old and have like these spacey ideas and be moonstruck over this handsome Russian boy. In reality, she's almost 30 and she's been a professional scientist and researcher and astronaut for a decade and uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the carbon dioxide. (laughs) (laughs) sure
0: (laughs) getting loopy up there a little lightheaded uh all right will is working on the hab and roland is assisting him but roland doesn't want to get too close to him now that he knows he's gay and will notices acting him acting weird and asks what's going on but he doesn't say anything it was funny the way that dialogue
1: tree went where it's like uh will's like hey can you help me drain fluid from this hose and the russian's like ah Uh uh-huh yeah He's having a full-on
0: homophobic meltdown. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so he goes to Danielle and asks to be assigned a new partner because he's worried Will might have AIDS. I Like, his, his worry scale goes just off the charts immediately. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, and I'm... Danielle denies it, his request, though. AIDS
1: hysteria? I wonder if something changed to make because i feel like by the midnight certainly by the time i graduated high school of course i was from indiana birthplace of ryan white we got Mm -hmm. like a you know a, a pretty front row seat about you know what aids can and cannot do and how it's transmitted and all that kind of stuff but i feel like um I feel like that somehow this world is a, is a way far behind on that and I'm not sure why like I understand if it's like exactly the same like I, I don't expect them to be more progressive but like it's not clear to me why in the mid 90s they're still or maybe it's a Russian he, thing I was gonna say he's also Russian so because the rest of the like Ed like who is a pretty conservative guy himself is like not sweating the vodka from the, the gay man you know yeah, and yeah. like it might just be a Russian thing you might be you, you might do you think the other thing I wondered? Because like the Russian's relationship with
0: his family seemed pretty stilted. Is it possible that Roland himself is closeted gay? I don't know. I had considered that option during the episode, but I didn't get any hint that that was true. Um, more that he was just a, a ignorant bigot. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like
1: I don't know. I've just been like my my whole lifetime. It seems like some of the most ignorant bigots turned out to be closet gay sure and then sure. of politicians clergymen things like it that happens, like yeah. you know yeah use that as a cloak to wrap yourself i can't possibly be gay like how much i hate them all right you right. know meanwhile catch me at the truck stop uh tapping my feet under stall number three <laughs> yeah i i don't know it's always something i'm on i'm on guard for when i see someone this like, i felt the same thing with the vp like anyone that rolls in with this big a thunderhead about something like wow this has got yeah.
0: this is some kind of personal connection dude right why so riled up uh the, the thing that i was more worried about here is them being able to f- fix these habs or not because of their own ignorance like they can't work together they can't fix these habs these are life supporting devices that they absolutely need you're yeah gonna, you're gonna die because your ignorance man fix this shit don't worry about like danielle tells him right if we're gonna die of anything up here it's gonna be because we can't get the damn base fixed <laughs> Uh, any
1: is that is that commentary about glo- uh, climate change Uh I didn't pick up on it but maybe I suppose yeah like you can't fix your environment yeah all these other problems all don't matter spaceship
0: earth yeah mm-hmm.
1: all breathing the same air drinking the
0: same water shitting and pissing in the same seas and lakes <sighs> and then drinking it yep yep <laughs> alright uh, Danny sits and thinks about the family he doesn't want but has and the family he doesn't have but wants And he runs out of pills. So he goes to the medicine locker and steals some. And then Ed calls him aside to apologize for treating him like a child earlier. And says that he's changing the protocol so Danny doesn't have to go back to orbit. It's another thing that could... Another intervention that could have saved
1: Danny. And Ed is Mm -hmm. gleefully overriding it because he thinks he knows what's best. Um,
0: Yeah. And, and, And feels guilty about... Treating him like uh like the child he views him as, it's uh, you, you definitely get yeah. that in his
1: messages to Karen. That Ed is all kinds of conflicted about mm-hmm. you know, and I also wonder if that is. I, I wonder how much of that is Ed because I I thought Ed well I don't know I, did do you would Ed have landed that thing if Danny hadn't been there if anybody else had been in the co seat I like, really other than think maybe so. Kelly you I think, think he would so? tried yeah. I thought he really scared himself, almost crashing in that mountain. But it might have been secondhand fear for for Danny. Um, the other thing I wondered is like, what are Danny's calls back home to his wife look like? Oh God, yeah. I feel so sorry for this young woman
0: and their their newborn baby. Is he even calling? I'm not even certain he's calling her. Uh, he calls his brother oh, at one God, point. If he doesn't. But if he does, I mean, they I never th- show it. They never show it. And and I felt like he was trying to escape her. I don't know why he would call back, but. Mm. That's a real dick move. Danny Codeine tripping
1: to another Mazzy Star song was certainly a mood. And then you'll uh, notice that, like, he got the Codeine, he re upped on Codeine with Tylenol, and he also got um what's well, essentially meth. It's oh, prescription perfect. meth. That they, you know, they even it out. The yeah, there's the downers. <laughs> yeah, this is um, widely used to treat um, AHDH. Wait whatever okay. hyper, ad, I'm too ADD to know what ADD <laughs> and HDH stands for um, it's that it also treats narcolepsy but it's also hmm. you know seen as a performance enhancer you know because it increases your concentration your stamina and your duration but it also makes one uh, moody irritable runs you to sleep that's what he needs because
0: yeah. he's not already those things yeah this is not
1: good <laughs> And you know he's gonna mix with Shinerbach. They get a little <laughs> alcohol into the
0: prescription, so Yeah. Or or Pepsi, I don't know, that might be all they have up there. Um mm. it, Yeah, and with his anger problem already, I mean he's naturally uh, sort of bent that way, so that'll be interesting. This has all gotta blow up sooner rather than later, I think. So Kelly and Peloton get it on in the the kitchen? I don't know. I, I'm not... No more salads for me, thanks, after this <laughs> incident. Uh, it's the swamp. Yeah, drain the, the swamp. swamp. Get, yeah, we, we we need to drain the swamp. This is... Yeah. Uh, you need to open it up like an airlock and refresh that thing, because
1: because uh, like it's funny because i was thinking when they saying, do you think people will hear and they turn on the air cycle and there's all this thump and i'm like there's no way that's going to cover it and then i was gratified to see uh-huh. on the other side the bulkhead the other russian scientist like oh jesus look at them fucking in the swamp it's humid it's humid and gross in there yep uh can't clean up you're going to use that pr- your pr- pr- a thimble of your precious half gallon to wash your bits right? Nah, i, I don't know it's like extreme yeah. camping sex i don't
0: know <laughs> thank not you as glamorous as you'd think no no not at all um so afterward kelly tells him that ed can't find out about it when he comes to the hab and mm-hmm. she asked peloton about their joint helios mission but he refuses to tell her anything and she's pissed which i mean he, what'd you expect you're gonna you're gonna use sex as leverage here she I mean, thought peloton she could get the, right the information out of him yeah yeah
1: yeah, like some kind of Red Sparrow agent or something, and uh, she was mad that she couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, mm-hmm. Kelly seems a bit immature surprisingly this yeah.
0: season, but... That's fine. Um, I've not seen people her have much have of a love life. So uh, Ed arrives at the NASA base, and he meets the Russian commander and says hello to his friend's and daughter. Uh, he brought some spare equipment and snacks, and they have a little Thanksgiving dinner, and Ed meets Peloton who makes a bad first impression, but not for the reasons that Kelly was worried about. It's actually the exact opposite.
1: He he goes a little
0: overboard with Thieve. Wait, daughter? Who? Who? I've never heard. There's a woman on this ship?
1: What? (laughs) Oh man. And the ad Ed, Ed just being, you know, what's so funny is because he was a big sexist pig two seasons ago. And now he's chiding the Russians about, and the real reason he's mm-hmm. not a sexist pig is because the Russians pressured him uh, right, into right. accepting women into the program. It's it's turtles all the way down on, <laughs> on, on uh, Ed's hypocrisy here, but it's still a
0: funny, really funny scene. Uh, okay. Speaking, speaking of the sexism and turtles all the way down, uh, This Russian commander has a totally different attitude with Ed, which I'm not sure if he respects him more because he's a man or he respects him more because he's white. It's interesting because, like, I know that Russians,
1: uh, the Soviets, I should say, Mm -hmm. um, on the surface were very, like, you know, progressive when it comes to racism. And that's something that they really hammered the United States on, the fact that. (laughs) Um, and they openly encourage people to defect and move there's a whole uh, community called black Russians uh, that are literally black Russians Um, Hmm. I don't think it's a huge community but I would suspect there's not a lot of black folk in the mid 90s in the Soviet Union and they probably Mm -hmm. are you know kind of baseline European racist towards towards black folk because yeah I think that yeah Danielle levels that accusation and she would know uh-huh. No, I think He's um, a little bit dismissive of her because probably the woman a little bit and mostly the, the black part
0: and the power. Right. Like, I think, yeah, he doesn't have a problem with his uh, female cosmonaut um, being on the mission, but she's not the one in sure. command. So I wonder if that if that were reversed, if she were in command, if he would resent her as well, too. I don't Although know. The it other thing seems is like, like the th- racism thing is more important here.
1: Yeah, because the other thing, the the real smoke smoking gun is uh, the Russian cosmonaut department is ran by a woman. So his ultimate boss right, right. is is a woman. So like, if he had a problem with that, yeah,
0: no, it yeah. definitely feels definitely feels uh, like a racism problem. Uh, and I love their little beaker shot glasses. They're using any mm-hmm. means necessary to toast up here. I like the hi, Bob. always love uh-huh. to get the podcast name.
1: Still relevant. Uh, it's going to be a sad day when, when uh, Danny or Danielle and, and Ed. I hate fucking Danny. For another reason, I can't just call <laughs> yeah. Danny Danny, which is what she's referred to as most of the show. I got to clarify.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Thank God they're on the same lo- ship because that'd be extra yeah, confusing. It'd be confusing. I really love the first idea of the first Martian Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that would absolutely be a date that celebrated. Um and I like the, the you know they're taking all these you know these gourmet MREs and there's like Christmas apple pie. I noticed and I wonder if it was in, intentional. There was like a whole stack of potatoes, just potato roasts, that no one took, and I wonder if that is like uh, extended the Martian goof. <laughs>
0: Like okay. the, They're all grown. Yeah. Shit. Like there's yeah. this like
1: conspicuously this, this pile of potato uh, entrees that no one is touching because mm. who the fuck
0: would eat potatoes on Mars? Sure. That's, that's pretty good. All right. Will does uh, another TV interview about growing up gay and it greatly affects Ellen who's watching um, her husband. Larry tries to talk her into making another personal sacrifice for her political career. But then comes up with the idea for essentially the don't ask, don't tell policy. And it doesn't help Will because it's too late for that. But it's the best they can. uh, She thinks that they can do right now. And it probably is, given the political realities. That's the
1: interesting thing. I know that the Clintons, and I'm not their biggest fans myself, get pilloried a lot because of the... um, Seems to be clearly hypocritical stances that they took. You know, the, the uh, Bill Clinton was the author of the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" uh, policy, um, and here they take it to the extreme. It's like, what if you know they were actually gay people, intimately aware of all the problems, and this is still the best that they thought they could do? Because it's tempting. Like th- this, this was a bold uh, thing that pissed everybody off at the time. And it was a horrible compromise. It's going to set up a big political fight in the future. But it's also the best thing you can do at the time. And it's also reminds me of that scene we we watched in Lincoln, which is wild. We recorded a podcast Mm. two months ago. It's not going to come out for another two two months. (laughs) Right. The the Daniel Day-Lewis Spielberg Lincoln. And Tommy Lee Jones plays a very progressive, radical um, abolitionist. And at the end of the movie, they get the 13th Amendment signed and he's pilloried by the more progressive people in his party. And he says something like, yeah, this is a half measures this, this, but it also ends forever. The detestable Institute of Slavery. And I'm to sleep really well knowing that that is going to be the legacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like if you say that, if he, he teleports into the 1960s and says that to civil rights leaders, they're probably not. But like. That's the thing about politics, man. What what seemed un, uh, unthinkably progressive 30 years ago is going to be insanely head in the mud or head in the sand, backwards
0: thinking 30 years hence. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the idea of, of not letting perfect be the enemy of good and they can do a little bit of good here. Right. Um, it can keep a lot of gay people from being discharged uh, for summarily from the military Allows them to serve their country. Sure, sure. I mean, they definitely trade offs there. Um, It's not a perfect solution by any means, but it's what they can get done right now. It's the shield that they can give the people who are uh, hiding their identities anyway already, so that they can at least live some kind of life that they want to live in the military.
1: But unfortunately, as they point out themselves in the scene, it is going to completely fail to do anything it's not going to shield will at all because yes. he is the one that stepped out and he's already out himself right it's funny because he's the he's the lightning rod that caused this like half step in a progressive direction but he's going to pay the ultimate price and and bear 100
0: percent of the the burden yeah uh-huh. yeah he's gonna be a well, martyr for his cause and that's sometimes what's required a lot of the time what's required yeah yeah you can you can be authentically who you are you can serve your country pick one Sure. All right. Sergey brings Margot more requests from the Russian space administrator, then causes a scene to secretly write an equation on her record. And from that, she figures out that the Russians have found liquid water on Mars. And she tells some people, including Aleta who charges off to tell Danielle,
1: I looked at this formula and I'm not going to fucking do math. I, I, I helped my son through algebra during the pandemic <laughs> and it almost killed me. Uh huh. And I'm planning on never to do math again in my, my entire life. Uh, I think if you do the math and reduce this formula, you're gonna come out to something that equals uh, H2O. Okay. It looks like I squinted, and it looks like if you reduced everything and put everything on the right side of the equation, E would equal uh, H2O. Sure. I don't know. Regardless, Margot Mar- 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 Mar did do the work, uh, and she got liquid water as the result. Um, also, I thought is also, um, if you don't want to do the math, and you count the tracks and where um uh sergey put the needle drop it was right on the aquarius track of mary lou william's trio (laughs) okay zodiac sequence so i think there's different ways you can get to that
0: hint but uh sergey find a way to fight back yeah uh and i'm with Elena now fuck these guys nasa saved their lives and their honor and they are returning that with uh secrecy and betrayals of their own, so.
1: Might we want to run up the flagpole, the decision to tell the base commander that the Russians
0: are, you oh, know, Of course, might, might but I mean the flagpole's standing for... there, right? When Aleda's like, running off to tell the commander, so if the flagpole uh, wants to do something, she can. <laughs> but is the flagpole morally compromised because of her? <laughs> yes. da- yeah,
1: that's the thing. Totally. And, and even, like I said, even if she runs it up uh, Margo's flagpole, like Margo still has a boss, yeah. It's Ellen. It's probably the DOD chief too. Like I yeah, I thought this was I, I thought it was wild that she just ran off and did and, and no one stopped her. Because like there's sure implications. There's political implications. Uh and the show has often dealt in like what do you tell people versus what do you not tell people to manage these political realities and it felt jarring to uh, you know it's, it's another i haven't felt this way since the first episode a little bit of a narrative shortcut or a little bit of them maybe th- we've seen it so many times they're just like well, oh he's gonna roll with the punches but i mm. thought it was rash
0: oh yeah it's definitely that uh and i was surprised how mild the reaction was too you know danielle's pissed but like She's just yeah, she doesn't gonna, airlock anybody.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. She's not gonna confine anybody. She's just she's just gonna tell people and another thing and another thing and another but yeah. Uh, yeah, There's no uh there's no well thought out political answer to
0: it. Mm-hmm. Alright, then we go to the combined NASA Russian and Helios crews all partying in the NASA habs. Will drinks from the bottle of vodka directly. And Roland refuses to drink anymore after that will notices and goads him into saying what he really feels and they get into a brief fight, which Danielle puts a stop to with her newly discovered information about the liquid water they've found. I was so worried in this scene and not for the confrontation between Will and Roland and the fight that ensued. I was worried about someone getting drunk and puking in space. Now, I know it isn't a zero G situation, but puking in space in an enclosed hab is a bad idea, R- regardless. Mm. The smell. I, well, can they even tell? None of them have showered. I was going to say. I was they about all to stink. say. <laughs> yeah, this is just God. Yeah. Just but it add be, to, the, to the
1: potpourri, right? It would make it a lot worse, and it would also dehydrate the fuck out of you. Oh,
0: that too. Yeah.
1: I mean, even yeah. just drinking, whether you puke or oh, not. Oh, God. You're also... going to try to treat a hangover on a half gallon of water? Right. Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be terrible. <laughs>
0: Yeah, busting. Maybe have Helios bring you over some of those uh, methamphetamines and some of those opioids because you're going to need them. I wonder if there's
1: something that Danielle's like communism, capitalism, a match made in hell. Obviously, the Russians don't collapse because of, you know, Ronald Reagan runaway defense spending. Um, what is going to cause and but but they also are still going through what appears to be some kind of glasnost type of situation with Gorbachev. I wonder mm-hmm. if this is going to be the impetus of Russia getting dipping its toes more into capitalism. You know, the fact that they're in bed with Helios yeah. and yeah, I wonder if that that's going to bend them a little bit closer towards the arc of our
0: our reality. I don't know. We haven't seen much insight into the Russian culture over the over there in the show, right? They're like, true blue, the true blue, at least the Russians that are
1: in their cosmonauts are true blue believers in the immortal science of communism, for sure.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, but like how how is their society operating? Um, what are their political mm. leaders thinking and doing in any given moment? KGB are still runaway crazy assholes. Oh yeah. Yeah. But we're but leaning right. on a lot of like stuff we we know about the the Soviets from that era. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen any follow on effects. So I I'm curious. I'd like to have maybe more of an insight into what they're thinking and doing of there. How they're. Yeah, living.
1: also um, the defectors reaction. What you say his name? Roland Roland's uh-huh. reaction is also like you, you, we go back to revisit the Danielle and, and will conversation. This is like completely lacking in intersectional analysis because it just immediately centers on him. Sure. I was betrayed yeah. cuz you're a fucking liar. Well, why was he fucking liar? Like if he if he was honest about who he was, you would never have met, you would have never been on a mission with him like mm-hmm. there's not even like a first object like thought of objection. It's just all like oh my god, I'm so afraid I'm going to get space AIDS. <laughs> and uh-huh. this guy somehow contaminated me with his gay. Um so it's, it's like as 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 disheartening as the conversation with Danielle is, this is even more so, especially since they appeared
0: yeah. appeared to be very close. That's the thing. Point. Yeah, this immediately just ruined what I thought was a beautiful friendship. Which in Roland's mind is even deeper betrayal. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, again, he can't help but center it on himself. After the party, Ed apologizes to Kelly for not telling her about the water. And she's excited about the possibility of discovering life in that water. And says that she needs to be a part of, of this mission. Because it's too important of a thing to not be a part of.
1: I thought there's a maybe some conflict in the future because the way Ed talks about these water samples and like, well, don't worry, we're not going to drink any of the water if it's if it turns out there's already wet. Will they really? Right. I think if there's some kind of Martian amoeba, uh, that Martian amoeba gets immediately wiped out in in pursuit of drink uh, of drinking water. Uh huh there's no way there's no way they respect we don't respect our pristine environments on earth what the hell are you going to do it on mars when it's a survival like that and that's just for our comfort and
0: and luxury i mean it is such a massive foothold like to actually gain a foothold on another planet you almost need to find something like this and there is no way the dev is going to give up that foothold if there's some kind of organism in this that is deemed to be alive right he's He's either not going to tell anybody and just go ahead and drink it um, and use it, or he's going to kill it intentionally. Yeah. And for some reason, I think, especially in online
1: lefty circles, they act like the Soviet Union is this bastion of, like, environmental protectionism because they don't have the profit motive to, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. destroy their – But, like, you're all aware that the Russians evaporated an entire sea in their border. Like, America's done some fucked up shit, but, like, what if they made Lake Michigan disappear? You know, hmm. Russians did that. Like, you know, those scenes in Half-Life, Damn, with what floaters, is this? Like I, I've never heard of this. Yeah. If you if you Google RLC, A-R-A-L-S-E-A, you and, and go to image search, you will see side by sides comparisons of how they have just, you know, evaporated this this inland sea. So yeah, they do I, Just I think, open
0: a microwave and point
1: it at it and leave
0: it on full. It,
1: no, I mean, it wasn't. No, I mean, it's the same reason you do anything. You're just using up a resource. You're using the water for oh, other things. Okay. You're damming it up. You're I thought you this literally meant evaporated. it. And I'm like, wait, no, yeah, and, and like a just to piss off captain Planet. Uh-huh, and it's, yeah. it's similar to what's what's happening with the Red Sea as well. Like, you know, you're you're mm-hmm. using it up and, and developing its potential. Yeah. It just I, I'm just saying that like, um it, you don't need necessarily a profit motive to destroy your landscape. You just need to, to, to feed and water a, a shit ton of people beyond your means.
0: Oh sure, you know, yeah, we're dealing with that here. We've we've done it to lakes yeah. and rivers. We just haven't stepped up to seas yet, I guess. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I, it's not to say Russian
1: uniquely bad, America uniquely good. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm just saying that like if you think that the, the you know that that being communist or socialist and anti capitalist would meet make you respect the environment, it's not the case.
0: Yeah, but this is why I think that uh, Will and Kelly need to get together and have a conversation because she's very like, you know, hope, hope and uh, altruism and excitement about this new frontier and what it could mean for their civilization. I think Will is, too, from a different angle. But, yeah, I think they have a lot in common and it's it's not for nothing that they are some of the younger people on this mission
1: i think you're I think right in fact i was a little surprised out. that we didn't see kelly being the counterpoint of everybody else So, like you know i don't think danielle is like personally squicked out she's just pissed that it's jeopardizing her mission uh-huh. i think the russians feel what the russians feel and then they've yeah like uh i feel i i agree is what i'm trying to say i think will would have a friend in kelly and i was kind of surprised that they didn't have a
0: scene like that but there's plenty of plenty of, plenty of season left yeah All right, then we go to another uh, young astronaut who's maybe (laughs) not quite on the same page as anybody. Danny watching another of Ed's videos to Karen where he sees that Ed's worried about him acting like Gordo was acting on the moon. And Ed wonders in the video if it was a mistake to bring him on the mission. So Danny punches Ed just on the screen, breaks his hand, breaks the screen. I mean, it was a mistake to bring Danny. Yes. It's also a mistake to continually look at
1: him through the prism of his father because they're similar but not the same. And I think Ed's doing things that he thinks would bring the old Gordo around. And huh? it's just making things worse with Danny. I
0: That's the thing. I can't seem... blame Ed too much, right? Because
1: it did yeah. work
0: with Gordo. Gordo became a hero by the end of that. It And yeah. that was exactly what he needed. And <laughs> It was a huge risk at the time, but it worked out. Gosh, you're it right. The
1: confirmation bias, like Ed's, like, well, yeah. if I had settled and done the right thing and not pushed, like, people would have died on the moon, you know? Uh huh. Uh. So yeah, he, he comes by a lot of this shit. Honestly, um, it just sucks because we know the behind the scenes, all the information. We're just yes. like, yeah,
0: it, it was it's a bad, bad idea, idea from the beginning. Horrifying to us, but for him, it looked like a great idea from the beginning. So, yeah uh i will say he, this did you notice this trackball that he's using was this like Track, straight out of the oh, 90s this microsoft trackball yeah i are used gonna, to have one of those it,
1: i did too like in and there's a lot of passionate uh trackball supporters and was a it better world are they saying trackball is a Logitech. I don't intel wasn't that an IBM thing? I thought it was a Logitech that he was using. Oh, I thought it was a Microsoft. I had a Microsoft one. Oh shit. Okay. Well, we had three to, okay. I don't know <laughs> but are, are are they positing that in a better world we'd
0: all be using trackballs? Sure, and Newton's, right? Like yeah, the, the Apple Newton. Um yeah, there's yeah. a lot of technology. I think they have um smartwatches on the Helios crew too, right? Or some yeah, I was wondering if that was something that formative. everyone would have
1: or if they're suggesting this is how we got smartwatches, but it seems like some kind of, like, yeah. life monitor kind of blah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Definitely a lot of tech stuff to watch here as we progress. Um, And then, finally, Ellen announces the don't ask, don't tell policy. Essentially, she calls it um, uniform first, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. She announces that policy officially, and also that Will is going to be discharged from the army on his return. And Will leaves the habitat to take in the sunrise. And then a guy that is A little, little bit more of a pining last, you know, yeah, melancholy, less of a hopeful. There I am, was a definite change Will. in feel um, mm-hmm. in this scene. And I don't know if it's legitimate or if it's just, you know, contextually it feels different because I, I think about it differently, but. I don't know what he's thinking. A lot can happen in two years just because the president's saying this
1: now. Sure. Like, I'm like, if he comes back, yeah, it's, yeah. Maybe he'll be a hero by the end of this uh, season. Yeah, we'll see. Even
0: more than he is for being one of the first people to land on (laughs) Mars. Right, right. Uh, So then we get a final scene here where a guy that Larry is sleeping with and another of his friends talk about Ellen's policy at a bar. Um, And he reveals some information that he shouldn't have. And afterward his friend makes a call to someone about it. Um, and that information is that he has, I I think that information is that he has slept with Larry, uh, and specifically in the Oval Office at some point. Yeah. But the Larry's gay, right? He's not being careful and the wrong people are going to overhear it. I I'm, I'm very confused about this scene because it feels to me like they, these are old friends who are both gay, who have like talked about this, Prior to this conversation, mm-hmm. and both know that Larry's gay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, like the, anything that he said would be such a shocking reveal. It, has this guy just turned opportunist all of a sudden? And what he's like, maybe recording him in oh, this scene? No, I think so. Like, okay, did you notice that this guy that
1: that uh, you, uh, Larry's lover was like his assistant in previous scenes? No. So like, Larry's working with him closely at the Oval Office. And, but is the guy that, uh, that she's I'll,
0: talking to here not also gay? He is super gay,
1: I think, and I think what they're talking about is they're both aghast at because they both know the makeup of this administration that this is the solution that they came up with. But then the one guy's like, "I know, okay. I've known Larry for a long time. I guarantee, not only was he okay with it, it was his idea, which is literally true." Uh-huh. And I think he's just being gossipy. I, I don't think that he's calling like uh, a reporter or a government contact. I think he's calling a friend, but he might be high enough in the government that his phones are bugged or people are listening or monitoring, you know, for things about the vice president or not the, I guess, vice president, chief of staff, the president's safety. I think it's going to get out that kind of, we're just, we're just, Ron Moore's telling me that, This guy's highly is already been warned that you got to be careful who you tell things to in Washington because everyone's listening and it's an explosive thing. I don't Hmm. think he's doing it because he's a shit. I think he's just careless. Okay, and that recontextualizes things. I might think about this because this guy, if you're a True Blood fan, uh, you'll recognize Michael McMillan as Reverend Steve Newland. And that guy is a non-serious person who's a bit of a shit <laughs> okay. and a bit of a careless idiot. So I might be taking some of that baggage into it. But that was my interpretation of the
0: scene. Gotcha. I was very confused because I thought he was intentionally screwing over his friend and Larry. And Maybe it seems he is because he's a, he's a gay man who's
1: mad that another gay man has sold his brothers and sisters into this kind of like eternal closet dude. It could be I wouldn't I, I wouldn't, yeah. be, I wouldn't yeah. rule it out but I thought it was just more gossipy and it's the gossip that's going to get okay. them that's going to sink the ship.
0: Yeah we'll see uh, but that's the the very end of the episode. That's the cliffhanger Yep What's going to happen Yeah I'm
1: uh, I'm really curious to see what happens to the NASA settlement once um, Helo, Helios abandons it with the Russians for greener literally well I guess redder wetter wetter (laughs) pastures Uh uh-huh and i'm really curious because like it definitely feels like we have another shoe hovering at orbital distance ready to drop uh like a like a sojourner uh (laughs) in crash land right in the middle of washington and just when is it going to happen yeah no no way i feel like there's an octopus
0: above us wearing shoes about to drop another seven on us (laughs) honestly
1: (laughs) yeah already lost there's no way ellen's presidency survives the season I couldn't imagine no way because this it has just seemed like just come too out. many things too many things building up yeah yeah so I don't know or maybe we'll she does maybe that's where America takes its uh heel face turn and it's like you know what we don't give a shit but there's a lot of yeah. other things that seem like she's unpopular on top of everything else too the h e three stuff the sure seems like the political ineffectiveness of her administration there's a lot a lot going on
0: yeah her her political power might be reaching its limits and then if you throw in a personal scandal like this uh, whether it should be a scandal or not um yeah she's very vulnerable so that's it
1: that'll do it for our coverage this week if you would like to send us some feedback please do so fam for stands for for all mankind fam join the fam fam at baldmove.com to send us some feedback and uh, we're hoping to get another feedback episode uh uh out uh not a regularly scheduled, but in a regularly scheduled feedback episode. Uh thanks to everybody who has sent in feedback and thanks to everyone listening. We really appreciate it. Um check out the other stuff we're doing at baldmove.com or follow us on Twitter at Bald Move and we'll see you next week for the seventh episode, lucky seventh episode, when obviously the shit's gonna hit the fan mm. on For All Mankind. Uh until then I'm your host Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.